0: Now. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. And I'm actually uh, sitting outside with uh, Dr. Alicia today. And we were talking about the secrets to success, uh, what successful people do that is different from everybody else. So, uh, Dr. Alicia, who is an expert in, um, in therapy and social work and psychology and all those good things was reading this article, and I said, you know, I, I, I really think that we should uh, go live real quick and just talk to the world about what you're reading in this article. So, uh, so babe, you were reading this article in Time Magazine called The Science of Success?
1: Yeah, well, you know, actually, um, I bought this magazine. It's a special edition from Time Magazine called The Science of Success, and I bought it a year ago and lost it.
0: <laughs> really?
1: I couldn't find it. I was so frustrated. And then before, while we were packing for this trip, I came across it like a year later.
0: Wow, that's cool. By the Sorry. way, guys, uh, before we jump into the secrets of success, I want to ask you, uh, can you hear us okay? We're outside right now, and uh, the wind's blowing a little bit. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear okay. And also put your hashtag B1 in the chat to remember that we're black first so everything we do is for the benefit of our community first uh, doesn't mean other people can't benefit the same way we benefit from other cultures. They can benefit from us because black people are the greatest people on the planet. We know this, but uh, we're here for black people. So put a hashtag B1 in the chat if you agree with that philosophy. And please hit the thumbs up button if you're watching on YouTube or anywhere else. We're building black media. We're almost at a million subscribers across our different channels. So
1: Wow, boys. Yeah, yeah. We, we never
0: add up the total number of subscribers and we don't talk much about it. But, um, you know, one of my channels has a quarter million and people say, wow, you have a quarter million subscribers. And i will be like, actually, that's the one of many platforms we have. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, we're, so black media is growing and we reach about, I think, about three and a half million uh, views last month. So. Um, so that's good. Like, In so, one month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Look at you. So we're trying okay. to, you
0: know, we want to build our own. We want to own stuff, you know. So anyway, um, so secrets of success. So you were reading this article and what were some things that stood out to you?
1: Yeah. OK, so. First, they talked about biology of success. And have you seen the Mendoza effect? Are you familiar with that?
0: I have no idea what the Mendoza
1: effect I, is. I've heard the phrase a lot, but I never knew where it came from. So they talk about the story of this man named Mario Mendoza. And he was like a really good baseball player. Um, he had great defensive skills. So like he was good at catching the balls and he was real smart, but he had a terrible batting average. <laughs> like his let me see, his batting average was a 0.215.
0: 0.215? Yeah.
1: So because wow. of that, he never I don't think he ever made it into the Hall of Fame. Maybe he did. I don't know. But um he was, are you picking at my skin? <laughs> Leave <laughs> me alone, boys.
0: <laughs> I won't tell you all right? Yeah, I. Leave me alone. You're so pretty. You, you well, look, do I have a hair? Even when we gotta pluck those you're hairs. In there, yeah. anyway. You're looking cute though, girl. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
1: back to the Mendoza. So the Mendoza effect is like it became known as as what happens when you just do the absolute worst so like if someone scored a batting average of less than 2.0 right And you're like worse than Mendoza that, that's the Mendoza line so what's
0: that got to do with uh success he well, wasn't successful
1: yeah because he well he was successful sometimes being successful is just not doing doing wonderful things it's doing extraordinary things like so what it's did extraordinary can he, he do that was extraordinary it's extraordinary to be so awful in batting would be such a great player. So it was like something different. And then his name, the Mendoza Effect, it went on to, um, oh, um, so like, okay. So there's other areas. Um, So it's called the Mendoza Line, which is a 2% yield in return after a 10. So some of the finance area. finance area so it's like a mendoza line but it sounds
0: like that's the line for failure that doesn't sound like success to me i mean
1: yeah but he became that's his that's his claim to fame
0: okay so he represents his His
1: fame represented okay so so... he did something but he was really well known in as a coach he was really well known as a defensive player but he just wasn't a good batter oh i mean think about it he was in this little remote town in mexico the calculate defeating the odds, but he failed miserably when it came to batting. Okay. So I I I want to hear something about some I still think this is cool though. When he became known he was linked to failure.
0: Okay, I want to know I about success. That was really awesome. All right, so you talked about let's talk about success now. I right, we know how to lose. We got a lot of losers. How many of y'all know somebody who is a bona fide loser? Give me a yes in the chat if you know what losers look like. I wanna know what the winners okay, look like. So let me Tell go. me about the winners. All All right, I, I don't to I don't want. wanna be this Mendoza guy's friend. We ain't gonna study Mendoza. No,
1: no, I but I think Mendoza, I mean he was so good in other areas. So it's not just like sometimes an epic fail could be a a time where you become known for that epic fail, but he also became known for other things. And we now use his name as like the demarcation of something that's awful. So in that and of itself. So 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 it says that
0: even awful people can be successful at something, that he just wasn't, that batting wasn't his thing.
1: Well, if you think about it, like think about famous people, like people who become famous being really mean and cruel. Like I've been watching the Real Housewives of Potomac. Right. And like some of the real, the people who we talk about, are like people like Candace, who's like. Well, what's that really got to bitchy? do with success? These are not well, su- the Real Housewives
0: of Potomac are not successful people. They were successful at marrying. Television. They were successful at marrying <laughs> rich men, and being on TV does not make you successful. You know that.
1: Well, 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 she is a success on that show. Who? Some of the you don't you don't watch it anyway.
0: But they're not successes. They're just gold diggers. They're, they're successful not gold, gold diggers.
1: Boys.
0: What do they do? Why? What are they? Why? I don't
1: want to get into that show. But, okay. Okay. All right. So so, so let's
0: dig in the secret. Sequ- let's let's jump in. Okay, okay. So
1: the next article is about oh, don't you remember this study Which about study? the marshmallow about yeah. kids in the marshmallow, and so so what the researchers did and people know about the marshmallow test, so they would they would sit down children between the ages of four and six and they would put a marshmallow in front of them or something tantalizing like something they like. And they say, I'm going to leave the room and I'll come back in 15 minutes. If you don't eat the marshmallow, I'll give you two. Right. Okay. Some kids were able to do them and do it. And some kids were able to um, delay gratification and not eat the marshmallow. Other students, other kids didn't delay gratification and they just ate the marshmallow. Well, what they were seeing is that the kids who had, who were able to delay gratification were able later in life to become very successful.
0: No, that's, that's true. And so so
1: what they were saying, what they found because they videotaped and what they found kids were doing is that they wanted their marshmallow, but they would do different things to distract themselves so that they didn't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. So that's how, that's a tactic that they noticed that kids were able to do. And that carries on through your life.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, that's always been, I mean, that, that's investing all investing mm-hmm. is is delayed mm-hmm. gratification like it means you sacrifice um today so you can have more tomorrow and mm-hmm. so that's the danger mm-hmm. of the promotion of instant gratification in media right. mm-hmm. like in a lot of media they promote instant gratification go get it now get it down do it now if he's mm. cute if he's cute have sex with him now if you if it tastes good eat it now You know, and and literally this idea of sacrificing for the future is not very popular. Mm. You know, like if you want to have a popular YouTube channel, just, you know, be like some ignorant rapper who's ruined his life by doing all the wrong things and talk about how many women you slept with, how many drugs you took yesterday, how much liquor you drank, how much money you burned, you know, buying Gucci and Louis and all that. Like you have have a million people watching. But if you go and you say, no, 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 we're going to talk about tough love for yourself, loving yourself enough to be tough on yourself. Like we're going to talk about. You know, delaying gratification we're, we're gonna talk about eating right we're gonna talk about being financially healthy we're gonna talk about mm-hmm, picking mm-hmm. the right woman picking the right man not not being a baby's mama or baby daddy like we're gonna talk about making good choices we're gonna talk about investing in assets like you're not gonna get as many people you you'll get one out of every like literally mm-hmm. at, in terms of people that respond to like stuff I talk about on my channel it's like I, I argue it's one out of every 10 black people 90 percent of the of the culture fails because they don't understand delay gratification. And I never learned. I learned just early. You ain't gonna have shit if you don't know how to sacrifice, period. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like it's having self-control. It's being able to say, okay, this is my goal and this is what I want in the end. I want two marshmallows in 15 minutes. You know, it'd be so much greater to to have more if I just hold out and have this sort of self-control. So what they were saying is that it went into this growth mindset instead of like immediacy and mm. so it's like pushing yourself to do things you hadn't done so let's do let's yes do,
0: that that will be called investing investing, pushing yourself. investing. Right, not, because you make investments not just with your money you right. you invest your time you choose where to invest your health where to invest your um your love like you pick the wrong person you know you're making a bad investment a lot of us give me a yes or no if you've ever made a bad investment in a person mm-hmm. where you wish you could get that time back like you're always investing and you got to always think long term versus short term what you want versus what you need you know go ahead
1: okay so the next article they talked about oh again with children so where they they had two groups of children and they were working on a task and so one child um would complete the task successfully and they would go up to that child and they would say wow you are so smart you are so intelligent. And those Mm -hmm. were the words that they would say to them. And then the other group, they would walk up to them and they would say, "Um, wow, you're such a hard worker. (laughs) Wow. You, you really stuck through that and you really, you, you really worked really hard on that and you're really Mm -hmm. hard worker. So what they did was they, after they were done with that task, they presented them with another task. And so the group of students where they were able to tell them, Wow. Um, you worked really hard. You're a hard worker. Those students um, did much better in the second task. Oh, really? So th- with the one students where they said, oh, you you're really smart. So they made it seem like there's something about them. Like you are smart. They didn't do very well in the second task.
0: Mm. You know, that yeah. you know, what that makes me think about. Mm-hmm. I, I read Michael Jordan's book um, when I was uh, 22 years old. And one thing, yeah, Yeah. I remember one thing that he said at that time was um, he said that he used to think that he was a great basketball player just because he was Michael Jordan. Mm. And he said that when he started believing that just because he was Michael Jordan, he was going to have a great game. He didn't have a good game because he wasn't because he didn't realize that the reason he's Michael Jordan is because he practices harder than everybody else. Like he stays in the gym longer. He worked. He works Mm. on his technique longer. You know, and that's what it is like. You are what you do. People don't understand that. Like, you are what you do in that moment. So who you are can change from moment to moment. So at one moment, Like me, I'm never the same guy. Some days I'm hardworking, kick-ass boys. Some days I'm lazy boys. You know, and I think that people have to understand, like, like you know, being having the talent means almost nothing if you're not applying it. I'd rather be a mediocre person who gives 100% to everything than to be mm-hmm. an extraordinary person who gives 20%. I know a lot of extraordinary people who will never accomplish anything because they don't know how to stick to anything.
1: Well, really, what you are is an extraordinary person that works really hard. You know, you're okay. like the perfect storm uh, of how. I mean, that's what I see being uh, around I'm, you. I'm, I'll take that. Thank <laughs> you for the compliment. I appreciate that. No, I mean, it's just what I see. You have, like, the talent and you're brilliant, and then you do all the hard work and you play hard. So, that's I do. fun. I
0: yeah, well, I believe that you should enjoy mm-hmm. your life. Like, you you know, like, just because you sacrifice a lot doesn't mean you're not having fun. I think people who sacrifice the hardest have the most fun. You know, because mm-hmm. you literally, you, you're you stacking your chips. You know, you, you're, you're, like, storing your nuts for the winter. So mm-hmm. when it's time to have fun, you get to have more fun than other people. Like, I used to say when I was in grad school, and I was in school for a really long time, I used mm-hmm. to say that you spend a few years living like nobody else will, so you can spend the rest of your life living like nobody else can
1: Mm-hmm. And that
0: was back when you and I, you know, in our twenties, when we were in school and everything. Like, oh, it,
1: we were going at it, weren't we? We, we were hard, yeah, yeah. We I, were hardcore. You had to go
0: through hell to get your PhD. I mean, they, well, yeah. The, the racism and mm-hmm. those jerks down at Florida State
1: in the Bible Belt. In the Bible Belt, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was tough. This is really interesting. They talked about the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And they said people with fixed mindsets feel their intellect and talents are limited, so they avoid challenges. So if they see something that's going to be a challenge, In the if you have a fixed mindset, you're just going to just walk away. Oh, wow. And they said if you grow the mindset, if you see something that's a challenge, you see it as an opportunity. Wow. This challenge is an opportunity. I'm going to go for it. Wow. So that's really good.
0: Marilyn says we thing. should have our own TV show.
1: <laughs> What do you think, boys? <laughs> I think eventually you think? we would end up
0: arguing on camera. We
1: cannot get to fighting.
0: The cat would get out this. the bag.
1: Because <laughs> I will fight you. And boys. then we'd be
0: on the gossip blog. <laughs> oh, whatever. I don't care
1: about the gossip blog. People can yeah, say what but they I, want but to I say. Do, you know
0: what I do like that. You know, it's funny, the, the growth mindset piece is yeah. something that I have to. That that was hard to work for me to like. Because yeah. you you always think of yourself as whatever whatever you are. You think that's all I am. That's what I'm meant to be. And yeah. I have to remind myself, I like, know you're a work in progress. And, and another thing, actually, Michael Jordan said in his book, okay. was he, okay. he said that when you stop growing, you start you start dying. He said a tree that stops growing starts dying. He said, mm-hmm. as long as you're growing, you are alive. You can be better. You can do better. So every day you should be growing, getting better. And if you look at Jordan's career as a basketball player, every, he got better. Like every couple, every year he would work on a part of his game that kept him from getting mm-hmm. what he wanted. And and I was I had a lot of respect mm-hmm. for the fact that every year he came back with more like to his arsenal than he had before, so that's important. Can you guys hit the thumbs up button? Hit the thumbs up button real quick if you could. We really appreciate that. Also subscribe and hit the notification bell or share this uh, because I think I don't know about y'all, but I think a lot of people, I think we need to listen to more black college professors instead of just listening to like entertainers and athletes and people on that white people put on TV because they always put they always put the dumb ones on TV. <laughs> They never, they like never Mickey put cring. the, they never <laughs> put the strong black people on. They never put the intelligent black people on. They always, it's always like they're like, so, little Wayne, <laughs> what do you think of the state of Black America? <laughs> like, let, let me put down my drink.
1: <laughs> Wait, what drink did he used to drink all the time? What was
0: that called? That purple shit that's gonna Pur- kill him
1: purple stuff i don't know what it was did you see the article i hope hope he stopped listing listing the ingredients in that drink and they were like nobody should ever consume this like this is like the level of damage to his body is like really awful it was really kind of interesting yeah
0: yeah like drinking like going under the sink and getting some more liquid and putting it in your body and and that's the thing that's what they market to black men because they want black men to die they want they want black men to they market self-destruction to black men. They market genocide. Yeah, and there are people the place, who consume sure. genocide and they're very happy to consume it. But if you think about it, I mean, that's like even with, with liquor, actually. Liquor, you know, didn't that say liquor technically like poison? And that's why your brain starts going crazy when you drink too much?
1: Oh, yeah. You know, I teach that class on substance abuse and we do that part on alcohol and every time I look at that, I, it never it never ceases to amaze me what alcohol does to the body really yeah it's really it's kind of bad but anyway so let's go on i think i want to talk about the imposter syndrome okay okay so the next article is about imposter syndrome and gosh so the first question was have you ever felt like you don't belong and um and that happens to a lot of people it happens to more women than men by the way but it does happen for men. So imposter syndrome is basically like you have you are successful, but you think that you are successful just out of pure chance. Just luck. Luck got you to where you are when actually you're not able to look at your hard work and your intelligence and your abilities that's got you where you are. Mm. And so you feel like an imposter. And um and that's really interesting. Wow. All of us kind of have I have imposter so- moments sometimes. Really. really. I don't think I don't think my life is an imposter, but sometimes I'm just like, Oh, geez, I have some advantages that just made me lucky, you know? But then I have to turn around and say, No, I made some hard sacrifices and I belong I've I'm where I am and I belong here because I did hard work. So a lot of us at certain points in time can feel like we're imposters. Well, know?
0: when you told me the stories about like, you know, having your kids during your PhD program and yeah. how hard that was. was and, tough. and didn't you say that all the black students that came in with you, none of them graduated? Yeah.
1: You? Yeah. So we had, uh, okay. So when I started the PhD program, I was so excited because there were, there were six um, not male black male PhD students, there were six of us, black female PhD students, and every year one would leave. And I don't mean leave, mm-hmm. leave in a violent way. Like, they oh, were really? like kicked out. They were like, oh, you no. are no good. And I'm watching them fall. And I like have, I almost had a nervous meltdown. Like, I did not move my entire family all the way to Tallahassee, Florida to lose. I said, there is no way I'm not leaving here without my degree. Like, I was just, it just really... But it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, that's the first time I ever cursed. <laughs> but I, I mean, it really, that's how I felt. I was really nervous. But I just, I said, you know what? I'm going to let my work speak for myself. Like, you can't kick me out because my work is spotless. Yeah, I feel, yeah. Like, I feel like in the in like the really
0: it's tough awful. PhD programs, mm-hmm. in a way, it's like, you're like the Navy SEALs of academia. Like, you know the <laughs> you Navy SEALs, how they break you down and you, get to, you hit rock bottom and then you just say, I, whatever it takes, like, I will die on this battlefield. If yeah. I, like, that's how I I, because I hit my rock bottom moment Oh, just. yes, you did. We all, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and it's just like, how do you respond when you hit rock bottom? You know, like, that's it. Like, some people, when they yeah. hit rock bottom, they quit. They walk yeah. away.
1: When your back's against the wall, what are you going to do? Yeah. And that's how they were like. They were like, all right, Alicia, your back's against the wall. What are you going to do now? And I was like, I'm going to write this paper, and it's going to be good, and you're going <laughs> to like it, and you're going to push push me on through. But yeah, it was really tough. I mean, it was... Oof. There were moments in that PhD program where I left that building with a smile on my face. I got in my car and I cried like a baby on my way home. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh my God, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. But oh. I got through it and it made me strong. I mean, I'm not saying that I'm, I don't think that's, no one should ever go through that, ever. But it really it, it really, it really it makes you a little crazy for one, right, boys?
0: It, it does. It makes you an absolute... <laughs> yeah, you become absolutely obsessed like a lunatic. And its I think that's just like normal. Like, you have to be crazy to just <laughs> really like... I you, like you know, and it makes me think about like, do you have any of those stories about like PhD students that just lose it? Yeah, like there's stories of Wait, students. stories? I've seen <laughs> PhD students
1: lose no, it. No, <laughs> I'm talking
0: about like like those crazy like. Usually they be from they be from other countries, so they do. But they'll come yeah. in, like with a gun <laughs> and kill, like half the faculty. Or there was a, a, a there was a, a guy who wanted to his whole life he wanted to be a he wanted to be a neurosurgeon. Uh-huh. So he was at Vanderbilt. He went through uh, the medical school program and he was trying to get admitted to become a neurosurgeon. Well, they said, you're not good enough. You're, you can get <laughs> into I think they were going to let him into like the neurology program, which was different from the neurosurgery program. He they caught this dude. He was in the park. He waited for the pr- senior professor in the parking garage uh-huh. and they caught him. He was wearing a disguise like a um, trench coat with a hat and he had a syringe full of poison and he was going to inject this Actually dude. he was gonna take out. this out. Yes, he was going to kill this man and they caught him somehow. Somehow they caught him.
1: I have fantasies. I have fantasies oh, we, of that. Well, we all but I never that. did it.
0: We've all committed murder inside our head. <laughs> I'ma kill you just
1: like this. But you know, you know the really interesting story about my dad, because he got his PhD at Louisville. Mm. And my mom said on the day that he um defended his dissertation, he had a knife in his pocket. <laughs> what? <laughs> he had no. a knife in his pocket and my mom said that, my mom said that my dad didn't shower, got up and he broke his glasses and he didn't even bother to get them fixed so he put some tape around it. <laughs> and he said, my mom said he just put on a random outfit and took a knife and put a knife in his pocket and said if they don't give me my dissertation I'm going to cut somebody's throat <laughs> wow she said the whole entire time (laughs) she was standing she said you call me as soon as you're done she said she She said she sat by the phone like oh please do not let my husband cut somebody's throat and he didn't have to cut anybody's throat but they gave him his phd (laughs) these white people don't know they don't know they're living on the edge you play with you play with
0: people's emotions
1: this is in the 70s this is I may have been what two or three years old at the time. This is like I the early seventies. I can't
0: imagine being a black man trying to get a PhD in the sixties or the seventies. In the seventies, it was hard in enough.
1: Louisville, Kentucky, of all yeah, places. It was
0: hard enough in the nineties. The nineties were <laughs> unbelievable. The seventies and the sixties, oh my God, it's
1: hard today. I bet right now there's PhD students, 2021, 2020, going through the same stuff. Yeah, I'm telling. You. Well, I don't know. All these online PhD programs. I mean, I think it's it's good because we need more PhDs but I just kind of feel like if you don't feel like you're gonna cut somebody's throat do you really (laughs) is it
0: really legitimate but no it's anyway it's not worth it but I think at the same time I don't know it's like yeah yeah I think things
1: have gotten better I think I think think the common thread
0: though is like I think (laughs) I I really believe like successful people Mm -hmm. just it's it comes down to like that extra inch or mile you're willing to go OK, order, Whatever it is. It might be an extra mile or it might be an issue it turns into a mile, but it's just kinda like that your standards. Like you're required like I it is a requirement that I finish this. Like if you if somebody has said, Well, you know, it'll be okay if you don't finish. I mean, who who can finish under these circumstances, right? If somebody has set the bar low for you, you might have walked away. But the bar was set high. And it was yeah. set really by your father. Your father had done it. So that makes a difference. And I think for me it was yeah. just like I did I just I was just like I'm going to do this. I have no other choice. I have no options in life other than to complete this PhD.
1: You did it. Yeah, you yeah, you have to hit him. rock
0: bottom. Yeah, so I think I think a lot of times it's a matter of um I think success with really anything requires you to have like a, like the more fanatical you are about achieving mm-hmm. that goal, the more you're going to achieve it, right? Like like I think the most fanatical I can think of might be like a mother doing just saving her child like a mother would literally do anything to save her child's life.
1: Yeah, I mean when mother when their children are in danger, isn't there stories about how they they just are strong enough to lift a car mm-hmm. <laughs> when their child is underneath it? Oh yeah. 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 You surprise yourself what you can do. Mm-hmm. Okay. You want to go okay. to the one last more. one? Let's do one more. One more. Go ahead. There's a bunch of them. Maybe we'll do another one about Okay. The okay. Rest of, okay just, so of them. Hit part. the
0: thumbs up button, by the way. If you haven't hit the thumbs up oh, yeah. button, please do that. Also, um, blackkeystogreatness.com that URL. If you're interested in this kind of thing, like how to be successful, stuff like that, you can go to that URL. That's a program we decided to... Uh, the regular price for a lifetime membership is $1,000, but you can actually join for free. So if you join today for free, lifetime membership no strings attached. Uh no joke. Um you can go to blackkeystogreatness.com. This is something we've decided to do because there's so many young people that are well, always asking me for advice mm-hmm. and I want to help them. So I was, I just documented like all of my models for success and I put it all in the curriculum that. Yeah, and so you can go to blackkeystogreatness.com. The URLs right there. Uh, so anyway, go ahead. What's the last one?
1: The last one we're going to cover is about fitness can you believe it voice this is so up our alley Mm -hmm. so it talks about running and exercising and doing some sort of um, routine some sort of routine and following good nutrition it helps you so exercise protects the memory and thinking skills and those are two necessary elements for success this is interesting they did a study on um, college students and they said that for every hour of physical activity you do per week, you increase your GPA by 0.06. Yeah. They
0: I got can. that all the way down. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all.
1: Yeah. So they were saying it just helps your memory, helps you do better. So, like, stop, get out of the library and get some exercise and then go back to the library. Mm-hmm. That will help you. So yeah. Exer-
0: exercising thing. is great for your mental health. Mm-hmm. I feel, I, I don't feel right if I don't exercise.
1: Yeah. I think, and the, the one I really like is that they said it also stops Alzheimer's really? Yeah. So even if you have the gene, you know, they have found the Alzheimer's gene. Mm, really. Yeah. So just because genetics doesn't mean that you, this is going to happen. It doesn't have to express itself in you, mm. even though you have the genetics for it. And so they, Right,
0: don't genes have to be activated. It or has something?
1: to be activated. And so what they were saying is that they did another study where they looked at um, brain functioning of people who had this gene and they said those who um, who exercise the gene never even expressed itself if you had regular act- exercise and activity. Wow. So even if you got people in your family with Alzheimer's, y'all are scared about whether you're going to get it or not, just go out and do some running, mm. exercise, yoga, something Workout. every day. Just work out. We're going to work out today, boys. We are. I hope it doesn't. It looks like it's going to rain, but we're going to yeah. work out anyway. Hey,
0: we're outside. I'm feeling raindrops.
1: I don't care. I'm going to stay out here as you long stay, as there's no thunder. Stay in the rain? Yeah. Oh.
0: I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna go get in the bed.
1: Well, it's not, but we're in the bed right here. Oh, that's true. Up here, so
0: we shall see. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I hope that yeah. this information was helpful. Um, I wish you nothing but success in your ha- and happiness in your life. Um, I um, let's see. I'm applying for grants for the less fortunate. It's on Facebook Messenger. Yeah, Latoya. I don't. I don't think those grants are. I don't know. I, I, I don't put a lot of faith in that. So, But I wish you the best. I hope I hope that it works for you. Um, yeah, so um, I'm going to go, guys. Uh, I hope this was helpful. Hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button if you haven't done it yet. And um, also uh, tomorrow, we, we're actually doing something in the Black Business School if you want to check it out. It's um, an event basically where we're going to talk about how to make money from what you know in your head. Like the things that you know, your skill set, you know, whatever you do, whatever your background is. Um, you know, whether you know how to cook or, you know, um, auto mechanics or you're a teacher that wants to you know, do online teaching or if you want to do speeches online or become a coach or consultant. Um, I'm joined by Al Duncan, who is uh, who's made over a million dollars as a speaker, and Lawrence Watkins, my brother, who runs Great Black Speakers, um, a great, a a pretty big Black Speakers Bureau. Uh, So, if you want to join us for tomorrow, you can go to DrBoysSeminars.com. The URL is right there on the screen. So, feel free to go take a look if you'd like to uh, join us. So, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. This is a lot of fun, and uh, I'll see you guys soon. Take care. Peace.